but with that, um, you may feel when you when you are in the presence of God, you may feel feelings of freedom, of gratitude, of conviction. And conviction is it's, it's conviction with love. It's not condemnation. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. But conviction is knowing, accepting, and is understanding that I've done wrong, or I've, or that this is what, this is something that I don't need to be doing. And like I said, having a heart of repentance is important. So when you feel these feelings of these convicting feelings, that you ask God for forgiveness and to help you to do better. But you may also feel have these feelings of revelation, of peace, of reverence of love for god um so galatians 5 and 22 talks about fruits of the spirit and when you feel the holy spirit you are relaying these fruits of the spirit he comes like a mighty rushing wind he make you may start feeling him out of nowhere like god what is, what is this like why am i this is so random like you know what i'm saying so it's like he comes like a mighty rushing wind for those with a true heart of worship god is the breath in our lungs and the very fiber of our being. I'm not going to get too much into this. But if you've heard the name Yahweh. You are breathing in and out as you say his name. Because God is the breath of life. God is breathing into our lungs. And we are exhaling his goodness. We are exhaling the fruits of the spirit. We are exhaling love, joy, kindness, peace. We are, we are exhaling all these things. Because he is the fiber of our being. He is within us. When you have a heart of worship, you are displaying God. When somebody encounters you, he should they should encounter God. They should encounter the goodness of God, the kindness, the love, the unconditional love, the agape love. They should encounter that when they encounter you. They should experience God when they encounter you. Because some people may not have ever felt that before, but when you have a true heart of worship, when you live life According to God's glorious standards. When you live according to God. How God wants you to live. And. You are truly spreading his word. And doing what God has called you to do. God can work within you. And God can use you for others. To see how you are living. Be like oh I can be I can be like that. Not like in a place of jealousy. Or in a place of like oh I want to be like this person. But to, to encourage others. To experience that for themselves. And so, yeah, that's something that, that, um, some way that you know that you felt the Holy Spirit. But with that being said, my next point is worship isn't always about a feeling. Yes, it's awesome. Yes, it's amazing to be in the presence of God. But worship isn't about a feeling. It's not all about a feeling. Like I said, we are worshiping in spirit and in truth. So what are we doing? We're not feeling this spirit or we're not. We might not always feel like worshiping and giving God our best. But your feelings is your version of reality. Your feelings don't necessarily always reflect truth. That's why we shouldn't wait to worship when we feel moved. That's why we shouldn't wait to feel moved by emotion. Because emotion, like I said, emotions are fluctuating. But God remains the same. God's truth, God's word remains the same. Feelings are valid. Like, I'm not, I'm not knocking how you feel but God's truth remains the same and our emotion we can't always depend on our emotions but because sometimes our feelings can be even crippling to our faith if we can't discern truth from the lies and deceit of the enemy 
Let me say again. Emotions can almost be crippling to our faith if we can't discern the truth from the lies and deceit of the enemy. Worship is based on faith and the belief that God is good. God is who he says he is. He's a merciful God. His grace is sufficient that we believe that no matter what, that he hasn't forsaken us. Those are the truths that we need to focus on. These are some of the truths that are in the Bible. And that's why it's faith over feelings. That's why it's faith over feelings. Because faith is not only the belief in what is not seen, but also what is not felt. Faith is not only the belief in what is not seen, but also what is not felt. We may not always feel be like we might not always feel him right away. We may not always feel God right away. But why are we worshiping? We're worshiping because of who God is, who the truths of God, who he says he is, and the faith that he is who he says he is. If you're struggling to connect to God during worship, rely on faith and not your feelings. That is the important part. That is what's important. So why why do we worship? Well, here's a few points on why do we why we worship. Worship brings the Christian community together in a world full of division and, and, and uncertainty. Worship shouldn't be worship shouldn't be divisive. Worship shouldn't divide the church because they think it should look like this and look like that. It should bring our community together, focusing on God's goodness. We worship because it's powerful. Worship is our weapon. Worship is our weapon. It's a weapon against any lie that says God is not good. God is not in control. It is our weapon. Worship, and this is this is this point. This next point right here is what I think is truly important. Something that's key to worship. Worship teaches surrenderance. Like I said earlier, some of us may struggle um, with fully submitting ourselves. But worship teaches surrenderance. We should have a heart of surrenderance when we worship. When we were when we are in a place of worship, we should decrease us and increase God, increase his holy spirit. Most important most importantly, we worship because God deserves our worship and praise. God deserves it all. God deserves everything. Seasons change, but God remains the same. He never changes. Like I said, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our circumstances change. Seasons change. Our emotions change. But God never wavers. Our friends may have, we have, may have lost some friends. We have, may, may have lost a loved one. We ha- may have lost um, our joy or our happiness. We may have lost our happiness. But God remains the same. And in those times... God is who we need to focus on because he is good. He is good. And the thing is, the thing is, when we are in a place of worship, we need to understand that we are, um, we need to humble ourselves. God is an almighty God. When we worship, we need to understand that God sits on the throne, not man. Not these idols that people try to place before God. And like I like you can't you can't worship God and worship these idols. So we need to understand that there's only one true person that's deserving of our worship. 
I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But what happens when we worship? That's something that we also need to understand. What happens when we worship? So we've covered what is worship? How do we work? Like, not how. What what can worship look like? We've covered that worship isn't always about feeling. Why do we worship? But now what happens when we worship? Worship is where we meet with God. We meet with God and he renews his covenant with us. Um, it talks about that in Psalms 50 and 5. Um, but we, he, when we meet with God, he renews his covenant with us. He renews his promise. He purifies our heart and renews our mind. When we worship, when we meet with God, um, when we are, what happens, what else happens when we worship? We said we are submitting everything to God and laying it at his feet. We are laying it at his feet. What else happens? It opens our eyes. So this is something that I just, that hit my spirit when I, when I thought of this, when I was thinking about this. Worship reveals recovery. When we are all in a place of worship, when we are all in a place of worship, we can truly see that, oh, everybody has something. We're not perfect. And nobody is perfect but God. We are all in a place of recovering from being broken in some area of our lives. We are all recovering. And this is kind of going off topic, but um, I've actually, I actually heard this yesterday. Um, what is anointing? Anointing is the oil. Well, how do we get the oil? We ha- we have to take an olive, a olive branch, an olive tree with the olive, and it needs to be crushed. It needs to be crushed in order for the oil to flow. And when the oil flows, that's when we can receive our blessing through obedience. When we are dwelling in a place that we know that we are still in recovery, we're still being broken, we're still... These areas are the places that God needs to recover us in so that we can spread his word so that we could tell him about these things if if we never went through anything then how would we know how to reach others how we can relate to others that don't know about christ let's just start there worship reveals recovery we are all have been broken down in some area of our life there's something that we've lacked or something that we've struggled in but god in his goodness and in his grace and in his mercy he has he has if we've given it to him he is tell he is letting us know that we are in a place of recovery and we're in worship we experience his goodness it when we're in worship it convicts us of our faults when when we are in worship it refreshes and renews that's why like if you go ever if you've ever been to a worship night um that's why you feel different and even lighter after having an encounter with God and truly worshiping God because you've given all your burdens to God you've laid it at his feet you laid it at the altar you've renewed your covenant with God you renewed your yes with God and all those burdens and all those things on your heart is now placed on God because God says to lean on him not on your own understanding but on him who can worship so this is something that's also that also um I feel like is important. I feel like this whole thing is important. I'm I'm gonna just keep saying that because honestly, all of this I feel like is important. And this, bear with me because this is might be a long episode. This might have to get um cut in two episodes. But who can worship? 
So you may feel unworthy or incapable of worship, but God says, let everything that has breath praise you, the Lord. Let me say this. Any believer can worship. Anybody who knows who God is can worship. There's no list or qualifications on who can and can't worship other than to know who God is. God is good. God is merciful. God is gracious. God is kind. God is loving. Who, who, we can't. We can't sit here and say that, oh, you can't worship just because you might be having problems. If that was the case, I don't think anybody would have, like, could worship because everybody is broke or have has had an area that they struggled in. But the, prob- the difference is, in worship, you're giving it to God. You're laying it at his feet. Listen, I don't care what you did last night or even this morning. We owe it all to God. Lay it at his feet. Lay it at his feet. God called us. God calls us to do what is required for his name's sake, and it is all for his glory. We worship because he deserves the praise and the honor, the glory. Jesus said that if the people of Jerusalem keep quiet, the rocks will cry out. Luke 19 and 40. If the people of Jerusalem keep quiet, the rocks will cry out. Today, I refuse to let the rocks cry out in our place. I refuse. We are capable, we are capable, we, God has given us that capability to give him worship as long as we know him. So we need to worship him, we need to submit ourselves to him, we need to yield to him and say that, God, I thank you and I, in, in a heart, in a place of gratitude and say, God, I thank you. God, I know who you are. God, I know who you are. Let's not just give him praise, but truly worship him. And this brings me to my next point. What's the difference between praise and worship? I know you probably heard that a lot growing up, especially if you've grown up in a traditional church. Um, they're talking about praise and worship. But there is a difference between praise and worship. Praise focuses on the things, thanking him for things that he has done. Um, it's not it, Praise is not just that, but it's really more geared towards what he has done. Thanking him. Have a heart. That is also part of having... A heart of gratitude praise does not require anything of us anybody can praise but not any everybody can worship anybody can pr- be praised for their deeds like i can i have a dog i can tell him good job good boy for sitting when i told him to sit anybody can be praised i could be praised for saying that you know what i'm saying i could be praised for saying that i got good grades in school if you look up the definition of what praise is, it's praise is about praise can be um saying good job, thank you for doing this thing for me. Praise can be religion, routine, and ritual, but worship I know it's a lot of R's I'm throwing at y'all. Praise can be religion, routine, and ritual. Worship requires a relationship. Worship requires you to know him deeper. Worship requires you to know him. Praise is routine. While worship is relationship. Let me say that again. Praise is routine. While worship is relationship. Worship should be for God and God alone. You shouldn't go out worshiping other people. Other things. God should be reserved. I mean worship should be reserved for God and God alone. If you're worshiping other things. You can't be worshiping God too. Like I said. If you're worshiping other things, that's idolatry. You're idolizing things and putting things before him. And that should not be the case. So, 
Worship is for God and God alone. Alone, Praise is a part of worship, yes. Praise is a part of worship. But worship requires more of you. It requires more of you. Worship is displayed for the desires of our heart. We have to seek after God. We have to seek his face. To truly worship, we must humble ourselves before God. When we're in a place of worship, there's no room for pride. There's no room for selfishness or for self-praises in worship. We got to submit, like I said, we got to submit every piece of us, every hidden thing, every broken piece, all of it. It requires us to be in a place of humility, surrenderance, reverence, and faith. Worship requires humility, surrenderance, reverence, and faith. Humility, humbling ourselves, surrendering, submitting ourselves, reverence, adoring God for who he is, and faith, believing. We must believe that God has everything in control. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not on your all on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge in all your ways submit to him and he will direct your path. Proverbs three and five through six. God is still God, despite what you're going through. God is still you he's still deserving of your worship and your praise, but he's deserving of your worship. God is still God in the middle of your mess. And this is what I wanted to say earlier, but I was trying to leave it for this part. Your worship is what's tested in hardship. Your worship is what's tested in hardship. What is your heart saying? What is your heart's intentions when you're in a place where you all you have left is to kneel before God? Are you trying still trying to take things into your own hands? Are you still saying that, oh, then I could get myself out of this? But God... God wants you to submit to him. Your worship is tested in hardship. Only only this can survive. Like only worship only when you have a heart a true true and pure heart of worship can it withstand over your feelings, over your circumstances even when things are hard. God didn't promise a life without suffering. Even Jesus suffered. But we are to still remain with a heart of worship, even in the midst of circumstances that that don't that you don't see a way out of. That's when faith comes in. That's when reverence comes in. That's when surrenderance comes in. That's truly when surrenderance comes in. Surrendering, even in your mess. Romans 5 and 1 says, we are to rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. For we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. Romans 5 and 1 and through 5. So we are to submit to him. We are to give him our all, even in the midst of our problems. The next question I have for this, um, the art of worship, how can I worship with confidence? Because I talked about this earlier. I said, you can worship with confidence. We need to worship with confidence. We need to put confidence in our creator. But if you put confidence in yourself or others, it will fail. And I'm telling you, it will fail. I'm not saying it can fail. It will fail. Putting your faith, putting faith and confidence in yourself will always fail you. 
Worshiping with confidence is only possible if you focus on the characteristics of God. When you put confidence in God. Be confident in the one who created you. Focus on the truth of who he says he is. Not what others say. And especially not what the enemy says because we know that the enemy is a liar. Who does he says he is? I am that I am. That's who he says. He says who he is in the Bible. And I encourage you to read your Bible to fully understand who he, what he has to say and who he says he is. Look for the evidence of God in your life and acknowledge that. True confidence comes not by feeling, but from the ultimate source, which is the Lord our God. So how do I accept God into my heart? And this is, um, again, important. So um, there are three steps in an acronym that I've, I've, seen, I've seen this somewhere, so I'm going to read what it says. There's three steps in an acronym called ACT, A-C-T, ACT. So A, we need to, we need to acknowledge Acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God and that Jesus went on the cross and died to atone for our sins and admit you are a sinner. C. Confess. Confess your sins and sincerely ask for forgiveness. Invite him into your life and ask him to save you. T. Trust that God, that by faith you are saved by his grace. And that is how you accept into, into your heart. So I hope that this episode i pray that this episode has touched you and truly helped you to understand a heart of worship how to have a pure worship so today we talked about what is worship what kind of posture should we have in worship what can worship look like how do i know i felt the holy spirit worship isn't always about feeling why do we worship what happens when we worship who can worship what's the difference between praise and worship how can i worship with confidence how, how do I accept God into my heart? And so I hope that this episode that you've gotten, I pray that you've got something out of this episode. And so I want to pray real quick to end this episode out because I know this is going to be, a, this is a long episode. So um, I just want everybody to close their eyes and invite God into this space. Take a moment, take about 10 seconds just sit in God's presence and invite him in, invite him in, invite him in. God, I thank you for this word today, oh God. God, I thank you that you spoke through me, that it wasn't me, but it was you through me, oh God. That somebody heard my voice, oh God, today. God, that somebody heard me, and God, that they want to accept you into their heart, oh God. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I ask that they... Give, that they cry out in surrenderance to you, oh God. That they don't want to be like this anymore, God. That they, that they want to know you on a deeper level, God, than before. That they want to give you their all. That they are willing to give you their hearts. They're crying out in surrenderance to you, oh God. And I thank you that you have not forsaken us. Even when we've turned away, oh God, that you have not forsaken us. So, I ask that they give themselves to you oh god and that they live in worship not just on sunday oh god that they know that that they know their power and their authority in christ that they know their identity in christ and that they live accordingly to that god i ask that you help everybody who's listening to examine their hearts and if there's anything that is not like you oh god i ask that you remove it in the name of jesus god i ask that you give us a heart that is acceptable and pleasing to you oh god 
gotta remove it, oh God. God, I ask, let us have a heart of worship and obedience. God, I ask, we come against every tongue that is spoken out against us. We have, we speak against, I speak against the lies and the tricks of the enemy. God, give us a heart of this, that give us discernment, give us wisdom, give us knowledge to know who you are. And that there's anything that's a lie that we can detect it from a mile away. When the tricks and the deceit and the lies of the enemy try to come against who God says he is, that we already know because we are his children and we know his word. So, God, I thank you, oh God, that we are giving ourselves to you, oh God, that we are surrendering every piece of us to you, that we're submitting our will. God, we we are in turn asking for your will for our lives and removing ourselves and increasing you, oh God, in every day. God, that we are not just thinking that worship is on Sunday when we sing our songs, God, but that we are worshiping you in spirit and in truth, that we are doing the things that you that would that you would approve of so that we are um displaying the fruits of the spirit, oh God. So God, I thank you and I love you for being who you are. God, you are Alpha and Omega. God, you are the head and not the tail. God, I thank you, oh God, that you are who you say you are. Aren't y'all glad that he is who he says he is? Aren't you glad that he is who he says he is? This God is God, and God is the only God that I know. Because <laughs> you might, they might say that there's other gods that might be. They talk about Buddha, they talk about all these other gods. But God is the only God who has this love for us like no other these other these other guys that people say that the people say that you know they want you to just be like oh it's me 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 and but god gives us these gifts god loves us he cares for us god the bible says cassio cares on him for he cares for you and i know i'm dragging this out because but i really feel that um there's somebody listening who needs to fully submit. I was in the same, whoever's listening needs to hear this, that I was in the same predicament they were where I wasn't fully giving myself to God because I felt like there's certain areas that I had to hide from him instead of hiding in him. When we hide in him, his word can abide in us. And his, his word is hidden in our hearts. God, we surrender everything to you, oh God. God, I thank you and I love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I hope that you've taken something from this. And um, yeah, so like I said, just make sure. Um, I really want y'all to tap in with um, worship, with having a heart of worship. I want you to tap in. Um, Go to our um, Instagram accounts. We have Instagram um, for the Soul to Fire podcast. Soul number two fire podcast on Instagram. Um, we also want you to tap in with the Fresh Fire 23 worship night page. That's also going to be an awesome event. Um, we are following it on our Soul to Fire podcast page. So go follow our social medias. Um, and I truly hope that I pray that you... Um, dwell on this word this week and you know um give it over to him whatever needs to be done and i thank you for listening